All right, it's uh, boy number one, and this is the first prepod of season two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a COVID yeah. positive, Zach Haley. <laughs> and uh, I thought we should start off the the new season of prepods by talking about the new season of our show, and so. I'm just going to open the floor for some player talk. Uh, we do a lot of in-character talk during the podcast and like what the characters are thinking and, and like what they're experiencing. But we're going to do some player talk and, you know, fourth wall break or, or that nah, doesn't really apply. But um, what's it called? Like like behind behind the, the table, the behind the, the curtain. What's what are your guys' thoughts of book one? What are your thoughts of the current party? Uh, and what are your thoughts or um, presumptions of book two? What what lies ahead? Anyone can talk. I would think, I mean, just, just outright, you know, in terms of like how I feel about book one, um, I've just been like watching, listening, playing a lot of different D&D. And uh, every time I do, I just wish the game was like this game. You know, I wish my thing that I was listening to was as hype as what we've all been going through. Um, so I really like I've never played in like a per- semi permanent environment uh, like where we just keep going to Breach Hill back to Citadel, Breach Hill back to Citadel. Um, and it's given us time to not like crush characters, meaning oh, here's an NPC, he's gonna help you this session, and then he's gone forever. Um, I feel like we've been able to, and I think partially, partially this is us, partially uh, the book, mostly chance, um, but being able to develop those NPCs to feel incredibly important to the game. Um, you know, even, even after just listening to, at the time of recording, we just released Red Version, um, and listening to some of the conversations we had, especially like with Alec and some of the other NPCs just in the group, uh, has just knocked my socks off. I didn't think I could ever, um, you know, play through a campaign where everybody was felt, felt so important. Um, and we actually had developing relationships with people that weren't ourselves. Um, as far as like where the future goes, I... I have zero expectations if I'm being totally transparent. Like I I know that Aaron is gonna be repairing the door. I know there's gonna be something on the other side of that door. Um, more than anything, I'm thinking about Urkel's fashion change and that he's gonna start looking, he's gonna start dressing like Clayton from Tar- Disney's Tarzan. We're gonna get some, some tan cargo oh shorts gosh. and a tan button up <laughs> if we go to the, the jungle. Um, <laughs> but um i mean i i guess if if i'm allowed to say this i feel like i'm a little nervous to see where this goes because season one book one was so good i'm like how do we top this how do we how do we make this stay crazy good because it's like we've we've peaked on a few arcs and it honestly though if we're like really looking at we haven't peaked we've just like learned the arc you know we've learned about urkel we've learned that Frizz's sister, uh, we don't know, you know, but we're, we're furthering stories. Kaleri's got her brother that's still alive. Like, <gasps> you know, like we're furthering stories. Um, but I think, you know, part of me is 
nervous, like, oh, we're not going to be able to even measure up to the hype of our own story. Um, like, how are we going to gonna top this? Um, so that's kind of my, like, three-minute ramble. But I don't know if anybody wants to springboard off of that or just go a completely different direction. But that's kind of where my head is at right now. Um, I'm just excited, you know? And I think I, I, I say I'm worried, but, like, I'm like, we got it. At, at the end of my, at the back of my head, I'm like, it's going to be crazy good. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Zach. I'm extremely excited for season two. Um, I think it feels like we finally, like we all know our characters very well now. We all know each other's characters very well now. And we've kind of grown together. So I think what's exciting about getting to start, not necessarily start over, but start a new arc, a new chapter with us being familiar with our characters already is like, you know, we don't have to spend seven episodes getting to know each other. Like as soon as something happens, like we're all already together. And that's like a very exciting thing. Um, and I think that like the process has just been like super awesome to be able to create like these stories together and with chance. And I have like no doubt that we're going to like continue plowing. That's one of my favorite things about D and D it's like the scale just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and it's like you've got all these backstories but eventually those backstories become the main story and the main story kind of like disappears and then like all of your characters motivations become what is going on so like these chapters in the middle are going to be really interesting because i feel like we're going to see that process of that occurring like right now we also have our own individual motivations but at, at some point our motivations are all going to be relatively the same you know, as we like meet new people and find out new things about what's going on in the world. And I'm ready to just like find out what's going on. I think that's the biggest thing that I want from, from chapter two, book two, is just like, what the fuck is going on, Chance? What the <laughs> hell is going on? Um, and so like, as far as like assumptions or predictions, I have no earthly idea what's gonna happen, but I think that we're gonna find out a lot more about these cults as we you know, head through um, the portal that Aaron is going to fix. We're going to end up somewhere doing something and there's going to be monkey men and boggards and it's going to be a good time. And I don't know what's going to happen past that. Yeah. A little, I'm <laughs> totally. excited to see, you know, like if we're going to get to fight maybe a juvenile draconic thing, you know, at some point in this book, that'd be really like intense for Calere, you know, or... If we're going to have any more run-ins with the Hell Knights this chapter, if that's going to be delegated to later chapters, you know, our people from Melody are going to come after Urkel, you know, or are we going to find more of the heroes that Frizzigig is chasing? So I think it's like really, there's a lot of things that could happen this chapter and I'm excited to see what actually happens this chapter. Yeah. Book. <laughs> As people have kind of said already, I think, uh, a big reason why it was fun and why it was good was chance. Uh, and a smaller portion hey. of that was the book itself. Uh, <laughs> how bad are we? Just like get some pies up, folks listening to the book of shit. Hey, this, <laughs> this wouldn't happen without Amanda Hammond. So, like, that's right. You know, it's Hammond. true. No, no, I'm not hating on the book. I also haven't read the book. Yeah. But, I, it's not um, my favorite you... AP I've ever read, but I also, I love this AP because we're playing it. So, you know, like, yeah. yeah, 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 but yeah, um, yeah, and and uh, and I think it's just a testament to you know, I think any AP just kind of on its own is 
really. It's probably pretty lame. The more work you put into it, the more you get out of it. Um, it's hard to tailor them to specifics, which is what it yeah. says. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I the, the the biggest thing that I I was surprised by. I thought we were gonna have more answers at the end of it. I thought we were going to know like the the direction. You know, it's like okay, we know we know the big bad and why they're doing it and what's going on and we and we know and then like the you know there's always a point in a story where you kind of get the roadmap for the rest of it uh or a lot of times there is uh and i was really expecting to have that roadmap and we got and i think we got like a little bit of it but i don't really trust any of it that we got (laughs) uh i i it it feels the the way that the stakes of everything scaled uh, makes it feel like there's just a whole lot going on that we don't really know about and that anything that we might think or the way that things might seem um, probably are inaccurate. Uh, so I am excited just to piece together more, more pieces of the puzzle. Um, yeah, that's a big thing. I'm looking for answers. I wanna, I, I, I I, I like the way that everything has come about, I'm, but I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm ready to see, to see like, oh, okay, I, I see where, it, I'm ready for that. Point. Yeah, I would, I would say that um, there, like with scripts, there are movies that are, I can't remember the two types they categorize, but there's, essentially they're like character movies and plot movies. And right now, basically a good podcast is a character movie. Like it's all it's all inward yeah. instead of outward and like goal oriented it's all like discovering personal achievements rather than like the main main goal you know so mm-hmm. uh but there is plenty of of that there is plenty of plot to go around but i also like like i like i said like the way the ap was written i can say this now um and i kind of like give you guys crap for it but like the notes that Calmont stole that no one looked at or no one questioned him about talked about Alceta's ring, right? But I think that it was really cool that you guys didn't know about it at all. And the way it was revealed, the climax of the story made it so much better. So as much as it is really fun to like, or like it's hard to not like have those answers to the story it's so much cool when there's a big reveal like that so i don't know i i I like the way it's going right now but i'm sure like if i were playing i'd be like do i have to wait 10 more episodes to freaking know what like we're even doing (laughs) you know so i get it i i I get it i just so it's it's a little bit of balance i think in that aspect but but anyway sorry i didn't mean to take away from anything i think jackson are you what are your thoughts on on everything yeah, dude. Um, so, like, my first thought was, who the heck is the villain in this story? <laughs> it's yeah. us. You know what I mean? Because it's like, uh, it's been alluded to, we're just getting through, like, exposition. So, uh, we've only had, like, a taste of the whatever big bad that's, like, we don't know, right? And so, like, I'm excited to see how that will manifest. And when I think about the last campaign that Ronnie and Silas and I did the, when we were the big dogs is that things just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger because that's the nature of like leveling up and getting stronger is that the 
next thing you're going to face is going to be bigger and stronger. And this campaign is set to be, you know, for the long haul. And so whatever it's going to be is going to be bigger than we are now, right? And so I'm excited for that craziness to happen. And it like starts with the next step, right? And that gets me thinking about like, what challenges will we meet uh, that that like villain presents, but also how will like our opposition form our characters? Because the truth is, is like, this isn't like pre-written just because it's a, you know, um, a adventure path or whatever. And especially it's not pre-written for us because I don't think the majority of us know how we want our full trajectory to be. And also like, uh, because we don't know what decisions they'll have to make and we don't know how that will impact them. So I'm excited to see what each of us are going to do with the next step, you know, like, and when I think about the full arc of the story, this is like when, uh, we start learning more and more about each other as like a party. So then I also wonder like, how are we going to change and function as a party? How will things get like smoother? What's going to be the sand and the engine at that time? And, um, like also one of the things I think of is how will we change? Like when we do, uh, both like RP and combat, like, how are we going to like work as a team in those? Because that's one of the things that big, it gets me excited big time, especially like I, y'all know, I really enjoy like the strategy and like, okay, what's the optimum way to live here? Like, how do we <laughs> keep pushing and like, not die because if one of us dies everyone dies and like but also like you develop patterns as um how do like any uh, approach any like given uh rp situation too like who's the face also who is like who backs him up in this situation who's you know it, we we develop these kind of roles because it's how we live normal life too. You know, you have roles in your relationships. So I'm excited to see how we go about that as well. How we learn to uh, use each other's strengths because we don't all know each other's story. I think the fact that we don't, there's more that we don't know big time than like we do know. Mm. And it's exciting because we are seeing the tip of the iceberg. And I think that that, I imagine that that would fit for you, Chance, as well, just because you know what villain will present us. It's like none of us know the like nuances of the story. So I'm hyped for that. Just that next step. I don't have any predictions. I stink at predictions like that, uh, but I'm stoked for it. Those are all the things I'm dreaming about. Uh, that was the best. Yeah, yeah that was I the best thoughts, Jackson. Um, I was going to ask you guys, the three of you that have played Adventure Paths, sorry, Zach. Uh, I mean, you play, you have DM'd Adventure Paths, no. but, um, yeah, but I have never played through anything, but, <laughs> no, no, but no. I was going to ask you guys what, um, Zach, have you ever DM'd through the book two of a, or like chapter two of an Adventure Path? Have you ever gotten that far with a group? No. Yeah. But like not, not past, like not past like level four like three oh, or wow. four okay. like i just it's very low level so i've literally never played dungeons and dragons before 
You yeah. Say, yeah. Hey, never. <laughs> never got into the fun part. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, in, in book two, if you guys can think of uh, Curse of the Crimson Throne or Rise of the Rune Lords, the two of interest we've played, um, you, you've seen how the story picks up and changes and, like, where it can go. And so, I don't know, do you have any any expectations of book two? Because you've seen how, the tr- you've, you've experienced the transfer of book one to the end of book two and how that takes you. And what do you guys think of what you do? to expect i got some ideas i want it to be spooky like foxglove yeah yeah Yeah, give me horror actually that is what got me thinking about book twos that i know book twos some wild stuff some offbeat (laughs) stuff happens and it's just yeah i mean like some weird stuff happens in book two that ends up being meaningful and all this kind of like crazy stuff come like five six whatever but like book two things are about to get weird that's what's gonna happen yeah yeah Yeah, i agree with that absolutely i think it'll be i think it'll be good like i think i've made this analogy before but it's like in in any rpg or final fantasy you know like you've got like chapter one but then even before that you've got the prologue where it's like everything's rosy then shit hits the fan and then shit hits the fan again and then like shit hits the fan again and then like you're in the real story so it's like like chapter two like i'm excited for book two because it's like they finally lay the seeds for the story i feel like most of the time because like in in every book one you always because like because of your level right like you were saying zach like because of your level you have to be fighting against specific types of enemies typically slimes and goblins and kobolds right and like there typically isn't a super great way to make slimes goblins and kobolds super menacing but they have always got ties to the big bad somehow you know and so i think in the same way like book two is when you start getting like notes about like this occurring or you start like meeting creatures that are truly terrifying you know and like have a bit more of you know a tie into the story or you delve deep into one specific place and you learn a lot about one specific person, you know, that ends up being important later on. So I'm excited about that to like, just what piece of the story are they going to give us in book two? Cause I know they're going to give us a good chunk of something and it's still not going to make any sense, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm excited to find <laughs> out like what piece of the puzzle they're going to give us to chew on for like a solid 20 episodes. Gotcha. I guess, I guess I would also say like, I'm, I'm a little nervous because I know I just I, I have never played through a full adventure path, but I know how good storytelling works. And we've kind of talked about, um, you know, our our motivations all being pretty individual right now. And we, have, we haven't really suffered loss together yet. And I'm afraid that the game is going to make us suffer. Loss. You thought I'm afraid. You thought you did, and then you didn't. We thought we did. We did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but I'm afraid Whoa. that Breach Hill is going to burn to the ground like Calare's people. I'm afraid that Sorry. our castle is going to be sieged. I'm Stop afraid because, because that's how it goes. Yeah. Like that's how you find group motivation is you lose together. And that scares me because we have spent the whole first book building something, you know, <sighs> Uh, repairing relationships, extending like Frizzy Gig meeting with Jeremiah constantly and extending that, the, you know, building the relationships. Urkel visiting his Chance father. Chance if you again. kill Jeremiah, I will quit yeah. the game. Well, I- I'm saying there's opportunity now yeah. for meddling and for destruction and for yeah. group loss. Yeah, yeah. And that 
that's cool to think about, but I think I think the idea of little old Breach Hill burning to the ground crushes me. <laughs> yeah. You know, just because we've there's there's like it means something, you know, but I think there's that kind of stuff happens to I mean, I guess like everybody's saying, you know, book two is crazy. So who knows? Yeah. You know, who knows what can happen? A loose end that I just remembered uh, that could be a, in chapter two. I'm kind of thinking it'll be a little bit later. Uh, that's a really crazy one was the whole um, uh, breached in um, is a cult, cult? leader. Yeah. yeah. And all of that. And that's out there somewhere. You know, uh, that could be coming up real soon, or they could just, you know, I don't know, leave that for a few chapters from now. Uh, we could set, man, we could step through that portal and and we've, and it's like broken and we step into the future and oh that's gosh, great. Or, you know, dark. like, like it could be, it, there, there are so many you, wild you things step in that could happen when we go through And there. you're just, it's you're a part of, you're part, you like earn the snow and then you see the, the people of Breach Hill on the snow Holy. and you go to the past. <gasps> oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's But hot. I mean, yeah, that, we get teleported to the elven home world. Yeah. We're just where in space. we become aliens in space. Well, we're, we're closing up on the thing, but I want to do one more question before we end it. And Zach, you kind of touched on it, but you said experiencing loss as a party. And I got to say this, and I, I joke about it. And you guys hate when I joke about it, but I've never had a, I've never had a character death period. I don't think I, I have in like one shots or whatever, but those don't really count. I've never had yeah. a, <laughs> Chopping yeah, heads off. I've never had shots. a character that has been in a story long enough to matter and has died. And I I get a feeling, I mean, we're playing a new system, and Clary was literally one round away from death. And if if Aaron wouldn't have come back, she would have been permanently dead. Period. So, with that in mind, that death is possible in this game and regardless when it happens it's going to be good and really hard if it happens but what what character i mean obviously you're impartial to your own but is there is there a character out of the four of you that you guys would be specifically sad to not hear the end of their story you could say you could say your own. all you other guys can, yeah, suck you can it. say your own or you could <laughs> you know what <laughs> what one character would you be really like saddens to not see the end of their arc my real answer is aaron aaron player character Same. or npc or oh both? either oh yeah yeah that's oh cool. i didn't think of npc yeah fucking alec dude <laughs> alec man for sure yeah Ooh. yeah i want to see him yeah. i want to see him come around yeah i think alec more than aaron for me <laughs> Like, what if he, what if he goes real evil, dude? Oh, he oh, could. What if oh he's he could be the big bad. bad. He could be the big bad. <laughs> you know what bad. I mean? You There's imagine? like ultimate potential. Because oh. like, one thought that I have, and this sounds weird, but like, if Aaron died, I still feel like the next person that comes in, like Aaron could make the story still good, even if he died. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not seeing the ends of like, his Personal stuff like the story would be sit, still set up good, but if you take Alec out of the equation, that feels like you just got cheated out of the, out of some plot. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like mine is pretty. Dude, the execution of Urkel would be almost good closure 
for like, you know, like especially if it was by the hands of people in Eladir, like it'd be like, Ugh. that's it. Like he he deserved what he got. That'd it's justice, crazy. you know. He freaking Holy. shoved a guy off a Game cliff. Of Thrones. <laughs> very very yeah. much so. But I think I think if Calare died, I will say that I think if Calare died. I would be destroyed because she is the, I think she's the heart of the group when it comes to um right and wrong. Yeah. Like serious right and wrong. She's like the our compass a little bit and I, yeah. we joke all I the time that. about like oh kick out the bumble brashers. Oh fuck Alec. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of our memes, but she's always been like very grounded in like no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do this. Yeah. And that'd be really hard to figure out how to do that as a group without her. Yeah, I, I, I don't know who I said it to, but if I even said it, but I, I see Calarian Urkel as the maternal, paternal, that is it? Maternal and yeah, paternal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, figures. And that Urkel is like, you know, the father that keeps like structure, like flood logistical, like keeps the group together, pays the bills, pays the tabs and it organizes you know but Calare to me of the party is the like moral compass the the driving force the like empathetic you know something that Urkel doesn't necessarily have and I think totally. that like losing not to say that losing Frizzigur or Aramby would be also traumatic but I think that would affect the party to lose one of the like leaders like that you know Change mm -hmm. the party chemistry yeah, yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. real. I think I think with that though, watching somebody else step up would be cool, mm -hmm. you know? Um, mm -hmm. to see a, a frizzy gig slowly slip into that role or Aaron having to like get his stuff together. Because I mean, regardless, it, even if it's still us like bringing in a new party member, they'd be new, period. You know, yeah. even yeah. if it's like same character, they're new and they don't know what's going on. And somebody has to fill the shoes, you know? Yeah. Whatever mm -hmm. that looks like. And that's for everyone, you know? Should be. Yeah, that'd be wild. wild. But none of us are going to die. I don't know why we're talking about this, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't kill Frizzy because then he'll bring in Smebulok and I'll quit. Smebulok uh, <laughs> has joined cursed, the fray. Oh, man. <laughs> Does anybody want You'd know some everyone candy? would love it if Smebulok made an appearance. <laughs> Oh, I would man. love it. That's for sure. <laughs> I would love Shmebulok to join. Bring Shmebulok to Fight Night Hill. Whoever it is, <laughs> yeah. Whoever it is, Kaleri would hate them, and they would hate Kaleri. Yes. No, so that's off, true. Off yeah, yeah. We, Ronnie and I can't have characters that like each other. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Uh, just obviously another old loud. white guy in the party. That's what we need. Yeah. No humans, though. You guys, you guys are an anti-human. No You're nope. Low vit, low light vision gang. We're <laughs> all too, we're all too game. fun, quirky, and interesting to play a human. I said, <laughs> can I be a dragonborn oh, romance yeah. character? I, <laughs> I, I said that if if, if there's, hopefully there's not, but if there's ever a new character brought in, uh, selfishly, I really want a dwarf. I would love to see what a dwarf would bring to the table in the group. Oh my god! But yeah, that that's that's just me being selfish. Obviously, I don't want anyone to die. Uh, I've got a lot of really fun things planned for these characters, but regardless, we'll see what happens. But we're at our cutoff, and that was really fun. And I'm very excited to play D&D right now and start season two. Season two. All right, boy number one, signing off. 
Welcome but to season two. Bye. Extra, two extra spice yeah, season season on the meat. Season two reloaded. <laughs>